sekalian dan kita mulakan sekali lagi sebuah episod yang baru. <laughs> baru je kita mula dan kita dengar azan. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back after this. <laughs> okay Mus, kita kembali sekali lagi dengan um, episod terbaru. Episod terbaru uh, dan juga insyaAllah... Ini secara rasminya episod ke-32 Kalau aku tak silap kira lah um, But just so Diaz knows There was one episode where we miscounted um, And so we were made to do like idiots Because we thought it was episode 28 But actually it was 29 So Right Yeah, semakin lama semakin dekat dengan apa huruf Ataupun angka 30 yang agak besar tu Tapi dah lupa lah So Yeah, but anyways um, Ladies and gentlemen, tuan-tuan dan puan-puan sekalian, kita kembali sekali lagi dengan satu episod baru di mana kita akan berbicara, berborak dan berwacana mengenai filem dan pemikiran filem yang berlainan dan yang sewaktu dengannya. Um, dan itu sebab sekarang ni <coughs> azan baru saja habis. Uh, I was just talking to Moose just now um, about masjid. Kalau masjid di Malaysia, di di daerah, di kawasan perumahan Moose lah kan, tak banyak sangat eh. Um, yang kau dengar azan dia kenapa tu uh, bukan tak dia macam tak dengar lah I mean I just like macam dapat dengar bunyi samar-samar je sebab masjid uh, agak jauh dari tempat aku menginap sekarang sebab astaghfirullahalazim but to fairly to fairly say that if we are about if we are to live in an apartment in Jakarta we wouldn't hear it as well Maybe, maybe. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, Muslim living area is actually quite near. Um, very. Yeah, very non-Muslim. Ada banyak anjing. Ada banyak orang keluar jalan pakai hot pants semua kan. Patut dia pergi makan babi semua. Ada kan? Mesti ada kan? Ada kan? Not that I know. Not that you know. Oh, mm, mm. yeah. Yeah. Tapi boleh kata apa, Kalau siapa datang sini tu Dia boleh tengok apa, The obvious lah Contohnya I think Dekat tempat aku ni Yang satunya Kedai mamak Yang aku pernah jumpa Yang tak buka 24 hours Dia tutup pukul 9 Kedai mamak Tutup pukul 9 Kedai mamak tutup pukul 9 Kat pukul 10 Tutup pukul 9 ha. Bro Kau sekurang-kurangnya Kau bersyukur lah Dekat Jakarta ni Kedai mamak tak buka pun ha, Aku tunggu kat luar Kedai mamak tu Dia tak buka pun kau tahu kenapa? Kenapa dia? Because there's no mama. There's no bloody mama in Indonesia. Sedih aku. Sedih. Mama is a hit and miss thing lah. Sebab ada mama yang okay, ada mama yang tak. Sebab people are getting busier and busier. People are getting... I think the society in Malaysia now is getting more to the depth society. Orang ada hutang berpuluh-puluh ribu dengan hutang rumah apa semua. Hmm. So, people don't have time to cook. Yeah. So, I think people just macam deserve or accepted. Okay, macam dia boleh pak, dia boleh makan kat kedai mamak tu yang dekat kebun rumah dia. Hmm. And curse him, apa, and like hate himself at the end of the meal. Sebab so, macam sial lah makan 
tak sedap tapi makan juga sebab so, so, people just don't have a choice eh? hmm. people don't have the time so macam people just accepted the fate of living near a shithole mamak something like that Okay, alright. So mungkin masa semakin kurang dan pilihan pun tidak begitu ni. Um, tapi dari perspektif dia macam mana? Kalau kita lihat ke Malaysia dan yeah. Indonesia, um, dia sebagai seorang jejaka uh, tegar yang <laughs> sudah lama menetap di Malaysia dan sekarang kembali ke Indonesia. Dari segi makanan tu, um, Is that true? Is it uh, is there a bit more variety in in Malaysia ataupun adakah uh, ada variasi lebih besar kita nampak di Indonesia? Hmm. I don't know. I think there's yeah, there are a lot more varieties of food in Indonesia, I guess. I mean, hmm. at least we're talking about the hawker food. Hmm. Because even though that there are there are a lot of varieties of food in Malaysia, you would kind of like end up with like you know eating the same thing right yeah true and and especially if you're malaysian you wouldn't like really go to the chinese place right because you know that they're gonna cook it with like pork over there yeah right um in Asia, you have a lot of similar kind of food but they cook it like differently because it came from the different parts of indonesia yeah which is as we know it's we have more More yeah. states than Malaysia has. Yeah. Bagi mereka mungkin tidak begitu tahu atau pasti uh, Indonesia ni sebenarnya uh, menurut kepada orang yang lebih fasih lah. Uh, Kononnya negara ini lagi besar daripada Malaysia dan dan ada kemungkinan bes- ada kemungkinan besar orangnya lebih ramai. Dude, the people who live in Jakarta is like 12 million man. It's like 12 million of people. Or in Jakarta every day. That's why you get all of this traffic. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, hmm. Allah, aku ingatkan semua orang Jakarta ni memang <laughs> bekerja keras many, semua many, nak nak pergi office. How many people are there kan? in Malaysia? What, 20 million? 27. 27, right? <laughs> 27, 28. Yeah. Divided in like, you know, that two peninsula. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. Eh, tapi tak apa, tak apa. Itu satu pengetahuan baru yang kita boleh berkongsi dengan dengan mereka. But yeah, of course... Um, Um, in Indonesia what I notice adalah makanan dia adalah lebih tertakluk kepada daerah you know kalau macam kita kat Malaysia we rarely see macam makanan kedah misalnya ataupun uh, masakan Johor ke apa ke ada juga tapi jarang eh? dia lebih terjebak kepada masakan Melayu Cina India dan sebagainya yeah. um, tapi di Indonesia apa yang saya nampak adalah um, masakan Padang masakan Sunda sate Padang sate Madura yeah so they have different Um, sate buntal from Solo. See, it's, 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 it's the same sate. They just cook it differently. <laughs> yeah, they, they just add more chicken on it or something. But anyways, um, so yeah, more so, MSG. More MSG. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. Then sesuatu yang sangat ni. But yeah, so I, I mean, this is all related. Bagi mereka yang sedang mendengar pada podcast ini mungkin mereka tertanya kenapa. Dia ni dah cakap sampai tujuh minit nak, nak masuk ke minit ke-8 ni Tapi tak tak pernah sekali pencakap perkataan filem um, Ini ada kaitan juga dengan cara kita melihat Kepada filem yang ada Di negara-negara tertentu ini kan I mean, di Malaysia Kita sering melihat kepada filem yang terbitkan Ada juga ramai orang yang melihat pada filem Sebagai filem Melayu Filem Cina ataupun filem India right? Now there's quite a lot of Malaysian Indians um, Who's making quite a lot of Malaysian Indian films To be released in the cinema um, Quite interestingly Kalau tak silap aku uh, Off the top of my head right now I'm going to research this As I say it But 
the nominees bagi Festival Filem Malaysia um, ke-26 yang yang paling baru ni salah seorang daripada nominee dia uh, adalah uh, pelakon dalam filem India for I think one of the leading categories eh? let me wait while the internet loads up um, mana dia which is quite a big step forward oh, in the news. Uh, and this is the thing. Uh, we can talk about this a bit later on as well. Tapi ini memang agak outdated lah. Kau tengok. Kill dah. It's from last year sih. So it should be last year. Anyways. Mana dia? Mana dia? Lakon lelaki terbaik. Lakon lelaki terbaik. Here we go. Uh, pelakon wanita terbaik. Seorang pelakon yang namanya Kalpana. Yang berlakon dalam filem. Dus Rajanam. How about that? Yeah, it's a step forward, man. I don't know. I don't care what people say out there. It's a huge step forward. So, but this is the thing. Tapi pemikirannya adalah filem seperti Dus Rajanam ini adalah masih uh, dianggap sebagai filem India dan tak semestinya filem Malaysia. Jadi ini satu soalan yang saya ingin kemukakan kepada um, bapa Dias, seorang cowok yang laki. <laughs> by the way, that means. Yeah, lucky as in guy, not lucky as in you know, uh, bertuah. Um, um, tapi hopefully dia pun bertuah juga, eh? insyaallah. Uh, touch wood. This is wood. This is wood. Alright, uh, good stuff. What about Indonesia? Adakah um, satu industri yang 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 agak belainan wujud di sini di mana filem dalam bahasa bukan Indonesia juga diterbitkan? I mean, just to begin with, um, just to ask that question to start off. Uh, or is it all the films are all in bahasa Indonesia? Ke ada yang dalam bahasa Jawa apa ke? Most of the films are in Indonesian in um, the language itself. Hmm. Um, of course, there are exceptions such as Gari Nugroho's Opera Jawa. Opera Jawa, yeah. Yeah, which is basically an opera with, hmm. uh, you know, with... Uh, while um, you know the, the 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 actors there, they sing the whole thing in Japanese. Hmm. That could be you know some yeah. foreign language. Anyway, tapi itu juga satu filem yang agak hipster lah kalau kita boleh guna perkataan tersebut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's never been released into the theaters. Really? I don't think so. Are you kidding me? Opera I, Jawa. I'm serious. I mean, like hardly any of Garin Gros film actually reached the theater. I think the one film that he made and it was quite a uh, quite a hit was the his latest one. Sugija. Sugiya. Sugiya. Oh, bukan Sugija. Sugiya. Oh, it's ada J tapi pronunciation dia. Yeah, um, what Dutch? Dutch. Dutch. Oh, okay. Sugiya. Alright. Sugija. Sugija. Yeah, it's the same thing. Hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing. But when you see it again, it's not really that art of a film. You know, it's not as an It's not really an art house kind of film, not like yeah, a yeah. Pajama, right? But um, to speak to speak in the general terms, most I mean I think every film, every Indonesian film that is being released is you know they 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 can speak Indonesian there. Hmm. Hardly any foreign language shop. You know, probably a little bit of um, you know local dialects here and there, but that's that's about it. Okay, all right. Um, okay, what about bahasa Inggeris? Ada tak orang yang menerbitkan filem dalam bahasa Inggeris di Indonesia? Yang yeah, ada? yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's it's Joko Anwar. Joko Anwar. Oh, which one is this? His latest one. God, the name. Just Google it. Joko Anwar is a modus anomali. Yeah, modus Joko. Um, this is Joko Anwar's modus anomali, and um, he got a lot of money from foreign <laughs> investors, I guess, and. Um, I think so. It was foreign investors, and from what I know is that he he kind of like wanted to make a little experiment hmm. on how people would react if he make his whole film in English, but with Indonesian actors. So it's like Indonesian actors sat in a forest in Indonesia. And it's not that. That's ritual. That's different. No, this is the same. Uh, apparently, um, oh, yeah. kalau kita cari di internet, uh, judul yang akan keluar bagi filem modus anomali ini adalah ritual. Mm. And I guess it is the English title, use, the English title yeah, for, for, the, for the same uh, film for the cinema, uh, for the festival circuit, I guess. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Seems like an interesting film. Uh, cerita tentang seorang lelaki yang harus uh, menyelamatkan dua anaknya bila mereka hilang. Masa mereka bercuti Yang hilang di Tengah hutan yeah. Have you seen this? I have I have the DVD I'll, I'll, I'll lend it to you um, what, Have you seen it? I've seen it yeah. What was it like? It's a slasher film <laughs> It's Joko Anwar Slasher film Lots of blood um, People being chopped Into pieces It's a psychotic Slasher film I mean like There's a um, There's a little Twist at the end, obviously. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I just see it as it's, it's, it's just, just it's just really strange because mm. I know that those people doesn't speak English as their first language. Mm. Unlike unlike Malaysian, I mean, like you know, quite a lot of Malaysian um, are very fluent in English, right? I mean, like some of them actually use English every day, and that become their their first language, right? Um, I would I would say to a certain extent yes, tapi itu hanya mencerminkan sedikit sebanyak sebahagian daripada mereka yang ada di kawasan bandar. Um, Mus, what do you think about this? Adakah um, cukup ramai orang Malaysia menggunakan bahasa Inggeris because, uh, because seharian? Because the way I see it is that if it's in Indonesia, right, you have like people who speak Indonesian and also speak their local dialects. Hmm. And they are really, really good at both of them. Mm. And we can probably say that these two languages, their local dialects, say Javanese or Sundanese, is their primary language, and they also speak Indonesian like really, really well. Mm. That's the way I see it. Like, you know, a lot of Malaysian like they're really good at Bahasa Melayu and English. So both of them actually becomes um, their primary language. Maybe? Okay, that's one way to get it. What do you think, Mus? Aku rasa macam it's a commonwealth thing lah. I mean, kalau kita lihat banyak negara-negara yang bekas jajahan British, uh, kebanyakan uh, local uh, population dia banyak menggunakan fusion of local language and English. Bila kita tengok macam Malaysia, macam orang by orang Melayu ke orang Cina ke orang India ke, they will mix and match Malay apa, uh, English words with their own uh, mother tongue. Hmm. Sama juga kalau kau pergi dekat India A lot of Indian actually speak uh, uh, A mix of fusion of uh, Hindus, uh, Hindustan Or Tamil or whatever uh, Indian's language Mixed with English I think uh, to certain extent macam 
penggunaan apa the fusion of English in everyday uh, conversation somewhat like macam uh, I don't know it's a it's a it's a it's a uh, as uh, appearance of uh, being educated or whatever some people look at it that way I mean some people actually just you know being you know it's a lifestyle to speak English ke hmm. apa kan but to admit to in in uh, to some 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 people in at least in Malaysia mereka menggunakan fuse uh, the fuse of English word and uh, and Malay itu sebagai satu bentuk uh, uh, a symbol of status kan kalau kita tengok pun uh, the everyday conversation kita mana ada guna sayawak kau apa semua kan ada lah tapi not that to hmm. extent uh, being publicly uh, accepted as a as an everyday uh, as a urban punya conversation macam macam guna ayah nak makan lah ni macam mana ni kat yeah. mana ni ayah kat mana so, so yeah you can see you know, it's, it's, it can be a symbol of status and also you know a commonwealth thing that's how yeah. I That's very interesting um, sebab it's quite ironic that our wealth is not very common. <laughs> Anyways, um, you, you made a very good point there about um, the language being sesuatu yang bukan inilah. Um, tapi Indonesia juga dulu dijajah oleh orang British kan? If I'm not mistaken. Not that long. Just very shortly, right? Just yeah, for a short period. Short, yeah? um, Raffles came here. He built that big botanical garden in Bogor and then mm. the Dutch came in back and they right. claimed the lands and thus he I think he moved to Singapore because of that alright but after that the Dutch came in um, and then they were here for quite a while then then um, operasi orang Belanda di Indonesia ni menjadi satu cara yang agak uh, menarik untuk dikaji secara lebih mendalam uh, di luar podcast ini tetapi secara lebih ringkas kan um Bukankah impact dia cukup besar untuk orang Indonesia pun dah sedikit sebanyak cuba belajar yes, atau guna bahasa? We hate the Dutch. You hate the Dutch. We hate the Dutch. That's right. I think I. I mean. Kejap. Oh. <laughs> Kejap. <laughs> Mus baru saja got cut off. So yeah. we're going to come back again after this. We're going to take the second break in That's a really less good than 20 minutes. It's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. Is he going to come back? We don't know. We'll come back and we'll find out after the break. Don't go away. Turn the robot again. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, saya tekan butang rekod lagi dan kita berjaya berhasil untuk membawa kembali kepada anda semua Encik Muzaffar Shahrafi. Hey, indeed, brother. Sorry, you got cut off there. I don't know what happened, but basically, um, I've updated you about what Dia said. Um, he also wanted to add something I think is quite um, interesting if we share it with the uh, listeners uh, sebelum kita gerak ke topik yang seterusnya um, you mentioned something about what Sukarno did uh, with regard to the Dutch yeah Sukarno Sukarno hated everything foreign really he I think he banned the Beatles songs he banned the <laughs> he Beatles banned songs he banned the Beatles he banned uh, Elvis Presley Uh, he said it's very neo-colonialism. He is very anti this uh, because during that during that time the Dutch actually tried to come back to Indonesia. They actually landed in in Jakarta and in Yogyakarta. Mm. We were being pushed off like 
this is in the 1950s, man. Mm. After we declared our independence, they come back again twice, actually. Mm. So during that time, the mood was was not very good towards them, right? Everything needs to be, you know, Indonesian. And I think during that time as well, uh, Malaysia-Indonesia's relationship wasn't as good. We sent, I think we sent a special force, a, a special force like a marine or something to Singapore and mm. blow up the, the McDonald's or something like over there. We went there. to blow up the McDonald's. Was it in the 1950s? Is it McDonald's or uh, Orang Indonesia ni agak um, jauh, ha? VC dia. Dia walaupun pada tahun 50 atau 60-an tu, dia yeah, dah tahu and, and Israel was... tu patut diboykot dan <laughs> they just... Instead of doing and, what Malaysia do, Singapore was, was still still part of Malaysia by then. Back yes, then, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were really close to coming into a full contact war. Mm. We had like some guerrilla wars up in Borneo, Indonesian mm. versus Malaysian and um, British. Right? Mm. Indonesia has taken itself off the United Nations. Mm. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy time. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to to note how all this is happening, and especially the fact that uh, Sukarno, mungkin betul atau tidak, we're gonna double check this. It sounds ridiculous, but it, it also sounds plausible he, that he banned the Beatles and Elvis. Um, but it's ironic about dia memang mengambil nasihat daripada Elvis uh, in the sense that he had a little less conversation and a little more action. Jadi apa apa saja yang mereka hantar ke Indonesia pada masa itu, the, he basically decided return to sender. <laughs> okay, I. I've... And Sukarno back then was very very close to the communists, you know. Yeah. 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 He has a very strong um, socialist side of him. Right. Yeah. Mm. There you go. That's Sukarno. Uh, let's get to Sukar. Yes. Um, to the present time. Um, Moose, since this, this is going to be the unscripted episode Di mana kita akan berbicara mengenai film tanpa menggunakan skrip yang telah disediakan terdahulu, terlebih dahulu um, Why don't you say something, man? <laughs> I say something? Well, not not the word something Janganlah kau tiba-tiba kata something Kata kita semua macam tak tahu nak macam nak Okay, elaborate from that <laughs> Okay, okay, okay It's, it's, uh, it's interesting yang tadi sebelum ni dia sudah cakap pasal Sukarno and whatnot because uh, uh, recently I I, I mean I, I stumbled upon this movie on YouTube <laughs> sorry bro when you say stumble upon tu aku macam terbayangkan kau macam nak, nak terjatuh dah macam oh 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 oh, oh what is this film man <laughs> but on YouTube tu macam mana you know, how does that happen yeah. anyway you know, you know kau pernah tak ada macam satu apa period when you get so bored that you just like Randomly search whatever shit it is on YouTube, and you just like happen a good shit up there. Like, wow, this is this is a good find. I'm sorry, so man. Our like, life are a lot more interesting than yours. <laughs> well, I tell you what. If, if 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 I ever had that issue, I actually go to mbdc.com, uh, um, and just see what happens there. But yes, I I do know yeah, what you mean. I'm, Some I'm, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and sekarang ni kan YouTube kan dah macam uh, banyak apa dah boleh upload sampai 5 10 jam punya record video apa semua kan ya yeah, betul so i yeah so i stumbled upon this um, old movie that was produced in 1934 called the house of rothschild wow i don't know this is a proper movie about rothschild i mean everyone know about rothschild and you know it's an open secret in the conspiracy theories uh, 
madness lah. But you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about uh, the content. I'm just talking about. I mean, I mean, this movie was made in 1954, so meaning that you know it's just like like the early beginning of a talkies movie. Hmm. And, and the parent is is very very good. I mean, I I aku memang so I mean to be honest, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, old movies lah uh, because of the. Uh, stiffness of the acting and whatnot, and also the the studio setting. But you know, this film is very very nice, and I can see a lot of uh, influence of this movie in in the old, in the early Malay Malay film, especially Lala Majnun, and the early Ramli movie from the transition uh, from the from the music and so the the the, the way of the the acting and whatnot. It's a lot of. Uh, influence of this movie in the early uh, Malays punya films lah. Okay. Uh, so right. cerita ni tentang uh, apa? So, actually, it's a propaganda movie about the Rothschild lah. I mean, from the the early days of you know. <laughs> and the funny thing about this movie is, almost every scene, I mean, almost almost every scene of this film screams Jews. You know, <laughs> we are the Jews who being oppressed. Oh, we are the Jews who being oppressed. Oh, we have more. We need to make more money so that we can protect our people. Blah blah blah. So it's a propaganda movie. So, <laughs> so it's like, you know, kalau Lenny Riefenstahl got a piece of this movie, he's going to like dissect this movie. Say, ah, oh, this is like how the Jewish is, you know. So, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and and you know you you can see yeah how you know how propaganda is. I mean, can some and and. I, I actually because I could not pretend a movie this movie guys, so I thought it's one of those well forgotten movie lah. So I, when I do some background checking, and I found it's like almost won an Academy Award. So that tells a lot of how deep they choose and how long they choose has been penetrated them in the, the entertainment industry. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's a big conspiracy thing over there. I think you guys should, should check it out. It's, it's interesting. I mean, if you want to see beyond the whole conspiracy theory thing, it is a, it's a very, very good, well-made film. You know, for a 1934 film, so it's, you know, pre-World War II, some more. It's a pretty, it's, it's a very good film. I think it's, it's even uh, comparable to Gun with the Wind, if I might say so. Okay, all right. Uh, I think that's quite uh, interesting what you pointed out there. Um, because... There are quite a lot of films um, on YouTube sebenarnya. Um, kalau tak silap aku pun film-film Charlie Chaplin, Buster Douglas yeah. yang apa? Dari zaman dulu dulu. Buster Keaton, sorry. Buster Douglas apa? Mana ada Buster? I'm sure there's a Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas is the guy who fought Mike Tyson. <laughs> I think um, dia... Yeah, he was he was the former yeah, boxing yeah. champion. <laughs> And I tell you why, sebab just I think a few weeks ago aku tengok lagi filem Tyson yang ada siapa Michael J White sebagai Mike Tyson, huh? Um, it's a made for TV. Yeah. I think it's made for TV, but it's uh, the the quality is actually um, quite strong. Quite, uh, it's a very good film, worth watching. Very interesting in many ways. Tapi dah aku aku terfikir nama Boston atau terfikir Boston Douglas. So, Buster Keaton, right? And a few other people as well. Um, film-film mereka yang agak klasik, yang 
yang dipaparkan di YouTube. Um, so this is a chance for you guys uh, bagi para pendengar untuk mencari karya baru untuk meresap dan menjiwai cerita yang disampaikan pada zaman dulu. Mungkin propaganda Yahudi ini kita kita boleh menikmati tanpa betul-betul mengikut apa yang diajarkan. Um, because I think we can use our own heads to think properly, kan? Right? Mm. Tapi, um, that's very interesting to note. Yes, here's yeah. a question. The last film you saw on YouTube, or the last feature-length film you saw on YouTube? I never see a feature-length film on YouTube. Why not? The quality is shit, man, over there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would rather download the stuff or buy or buy the Blu-ray. Right, then watching it on YouTube. Okay, alright. Yeah, I'm just not that kind of guy who will watch the future feature films on YouTube. Alright. Well, um, what is the last classic film that you saw? Seven Samurai, because I just... I'm, 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 I'm reading the autobiography, the one I stole from Fikri a couple of years ago. Dipinjamkan tapi belum belum dipulangkan balik. And I, I've been rereading it again. I mean, like in the middle, where Akira Kurosawa is still trying to make it as uh, assistant director. Hmm. In the Toho. Yeah, Toho film, I guess. If I'm hmm. mistaken. And yeah, that's why I I, I watch um, Seven Samurai and Rashomon again, which is like amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the classic. Um, that and I think Apocalypse Now. I watched that again. I watched Apocalypse Now as well. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. But uh, <coughs> okay, you, 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 uh, we, before we get to Apocalypse Now, sebab aku tahu dia sedini. Um, what is it about Kurosawa films? Kalau kau boleh pilih satu benda saja sebenarnya yang yang kau boleh ni. What is it about Kurosawa films that you uh, like the most? Hmm, that's hard. That's a hard one to answer. It is a very difficult one, especially it is from a very master. Like, one. Okay, Kalepa Seven Samurai. Um, I mean, his movies and in, in general is that the the way I, I I um the way I felt when I watched it is that I can't believe how Western the film is. You know, coming from a Japanese. I mean, we are watching this. The samurais, right, in their sword of sandals, fighting, and all I think I can think about is, you know, um, a fistful, a fistful, a fistful of dollars, a fistful of dollars, and you know, I've That's watched both. Leon. Exactly, I've watched both, and shit, they're like, you know, you know, Akira Kurosawa's film, samurai films, but all I think about is cowboys. Hmm. You know how similar are the the elements and how 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 strong the story is, you know, mm. and and because I'm, I'm I'm making film as well, I'm thinking like it must be really hard to make those kind of action scenes back yeah. during those days. I mean, Absolutely. like Seven Samurai is a massive, massive film with like big sets, right? Mm. Lots of horses, lots of people there. Yeah. They have to make it rain, or was it? No, no, no! It was raining when they shoot it. Um, yeah, you know things like that. And I guess it's it's really hard. I mean, like, what, what about you? What uh, do you like about Seven Samurai? 
Actually, I like, I like how filem Seven Samurai ni ada satu makna yang sangat besar bagi aku sebab pada masa itu bila aku uh, pertama kali aku tengok tu aku dekat England and I was still fairly young I think I was about 12 maybe 11 maybe 13 somewhere around there lah, right and they were screening the film pukul berapa satu pagi kot on, was it on BBC or was it I think it was on BBC um, or Maybe not BBC, maybe on Channel 5 or Channel 4. But I, I honestly can't remember. But it's a thing. At that stage, as an 11-year-old boy, film black and white is boring. Gila lah. Hmm. You know? Maybe for some people sekarang ni pun, film black and white boring. Gila. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know It's very I mean? hard. The, the, the idea of watching film black and white ni, I don't know about you. What? Except, except Sin City. <laughs> except Sin City, maybe. Right? But, Seven Samurai ni Aku tengok Sikit ya yeah. I watched it till the end And it right, finished about hit. Nearly 3-4 o'clock In the morning You know I watched it till the end Yeah exactly And that's the strange thing And that's the first time I realised that There's something here About this film Satu film yang Sangat menarik Untuk di Ditonton Dan dan di Analisa Dengan secara lebih Mendalam yeah. And I did more research I would have to dispute a bit about what you said that this film is like a western. I I I would suggest that film western sebenarnya macam film Seven Samurai. Yeah, true, but Sebab the thing is I've, I've watched western films before I watched Kurosawa's, you know. Hmm. So I mean like I can't really undo that. Yeah, yeah, do that. It's like it's like watching the modern day thriller or hmm. like a B movie slasher you know, thriller nowadays or something that is made in the 80s and mm. then try to watch Alfred Hitchcock, mm. you know, because the same techniques that they're using in, this, in the 80s today, mm. you know, that dude invented it. Yeah, in so many ways. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, you, can't, you can't really help it, I guess. All right. But I, I, I agree with that, uh, with, you know, Kurosawa's film. After like 10 minutes, you forgot it's even like black and white. That's true. You're just like, you, you, you're, you care a lot about the characters there, And it's seven of them. <laughs> That's a lot of characters. Seven, seven samurais. Seven, seven of them to take care of. Um, and they're all speaking Japanese, man. <laughs> and somehow you understand it. <laughs> It's crazy. What about you, Mus? Um, and what about kind of thing about seven samurai? Yep, I think I watch most of Akira Kurosawa Okay, alright. So we can ask you this question then. Um, dalam filem Akira Kurosawa apa yang kau paling suka sekali tentang filem-filem ni? Aku rasa the most interesting aspect pasal Kurosawa ni dia punya hero bro. Hmm. Hero dia hero dia aku rasa dia Akurosawa antara pioneer kepada anti-hero which is actually which is not new lah. I mean my favorite Kurosawa filem is Yojimbo. Kau ingat Yojimbo? Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy is like fucking asshole again. Sorry, yeah, the hero basically is an asshole. Dia, he just go to you know he just fight for anyone who pays him more. But he's a hero. But people are actually rooting for him. And the way that you know the the film is so well made, it does have a subtle meaning about depicting the the society today lah. Macam contohnya people getting greedy or whatnot. But the thing is, people actually uh, mengangkat Kurosawa, but I think Kurosawa, I, th- I don't think that Kurosawa is original. I mean, he's original to certain aspect, but he's not really 
the originator of the whole uh, anti-hero film. Sebab kalau aku tengok Yojimbo, okay, I, I mean, if I watch Yojimbo, I can see a lot of John Huston punya influence dalam film-film uh, apa uh, his uh, early film with Toshiro Mifune macam Yojimbo macam uh, Seven Samurai even macam aku tengok Yojimbo I mean I can see like John Wayne playing the the apa <laughs> the, yeah, no, yeah, the, yeah. the no name character lah. I mean it can fit well lah. I mean the, the, the John Huston influence in Akira Kurosawa early film is so it's so apa obvious But it's which is irony. I mean that Sergio Leone influenced by Akira Kurosawa, which Akira Kurosawa actually influenced by John Huston. So basically, it's a whole cycle of thing being recycled over and over again. The past two keluar Quentin Tarantino. Who put who put like R and D into Western R&D. films? <laughs> yeah. And I think he's he's the only guy who can do that, man. He's the only guy who can pull it off. You have like this black yeah. dude <laughs> on a cowboy hat with like R&B. I will agree with you. I will yeah, raise. Man. I will raise you another name. Kerja Amos. I will raise you another name. Baz Luhrmann. Kalau kau tengok film Great Gatsby in the 1920s and 40s, tiba-tiba oh what Jay Z? What? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but sorry, Amos. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, getting back to your point, you you were saying. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, it's quite difficult for us to pinpoint sebenarnya titik permulaan um, bagi setiap artis atau uh, setiap uh, karyawan yang bekerja keras untuk menghasilkan karya mereka. Uh, I would actually, ni, there's another point of what Diaz mentioned earlier yang aku nak, nak tanya kau juga. Um, apa pendapat kau tentang ni? Adakah kita sebenarnya... Mereka yang datang selepas karya tersebut diterbitkan Adakah kita sebenarnya telah terlepas peluang Untuk betul-betul menghayati karya tersebut dengan cara yang betul Sebab Diaz kata macam Dia tengok filem lain dulu baru dia tengok filem Kurosawa kan? Um, but in, in truth kita patut tengok filem Kurosawa dulu kan? Tapi sekarang oleh kerana kita sekarang ada di posisi Di mana kita dah memang kat sini um, Adakah sebenarnya pengalaman kita untuk menikmati karya yang lama ni rosak What do you think about that?
mostly orang akan tengok aku I mean ramai orang akan mengatakan I was seven samurai because of Magnificent Seven tak hmm. pernah dia aku, aku tengok aku jumpa orang kata aku tengok the Magnificent Seven kerana the seven samurai it's always the other way around because you know Magnificent Seven was made was adapted you know inverted comma adapted from seven samurai but you know it's all based on accessibility lah kalau aku dapat tengok the, the, the Magnificent Seven dulu and I I, I tend to love it and it Well, it's to a certain extent it does actually ruin my experience if I watch The Seven Samurai because I already know the story again, so it doesn't have that magic anymore. It's just like the bunch of cowboys being being turned into samurais, hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it, it does ruin it. But would I say that if I watch Seven Samurai first, I would love Seven Samurai more than Magnificent Seven? Tak juga. Well, it depends, lah. But I, I would say it's all based on accessibility, on how easy for you to 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 to, to, to watch the movie. Hmm. Okay. But um, this is not so much a geographic it's thing. It's not so much an access thing. Um, do you think that is is our experience is already spoiled to begin with because of that? Masa aku di semua lah at time Sebab memang kita dilahirkan pada zaman ni kan Tell you what, we're gonna take. I don't know. I think we can squeeze in another episode. Actually, yeah, <laughs> we can stop here because it's already about forty minutes, and then we can squeeze in another episode. What do you think about that? Okay, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to cheat because we are going to maximize whatever time we have with Encik Dia Senawan sekarang ni. Kita akan berhenti buat sementara waktu di sini. Saya ingin mengucapkan terima kasih kepada anda semua yang telah sudi meluangkan masa dengan kita dan kita akan bertemu uh, tidak lama lagi. Um, <laughs> dalam rakaman episod yang akan dibuat mungkin 2 minit selepas saya tekan butang stop ni. Jadi thank you very much. We will see you soon. Bye bye.